Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Thursday evening. It is our second preview episode um, with a special guest, Arya Masudi of the Osceola. Also, play-by-play of like a million FSU sports. There's not a million <laughs> FSU sports, but um, we're lucky that Florida State soccer is on the road tonight because we wouldn't have been able to we wouldn't have been able to book him. I've been enjoying your soccer calls. Um, Thanks, man. All right, get some lungs on him, man. Like he gets pretty excited when <laughs> when some things go right for FSU. Which the last game I guess you called was that romping of are you allowed to say romping that just beat down of of UF, uh, which was a lot of fun. Aria, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I think you can call it a romping. It was a laugher for sure. <laughs> that ended up that ended up being uh, USA Honduras in the second half last night. It was a complete it was a complete blowout. Which we'll always take anytime we play Florida. It's it's kind of nice to blow them out. We did go down 0-1 early, and you're just like, okay, no, yeah. like we're we, we're gonna win this. And then like a minute later, we tied it up, and two minutes later, took the lead, and never looked back from there. But uh, Aria, we ask everybody this as they um, as they come on. I think this is your, I think this is your first time on our show specifically. I know we've done yeah. some stuff on other shows. Um, tell me. Um, is double fries no slaw your order when when you hit the gut? Are you still hitting the gut boxes hard? Is that a younger days thing? Like, what's the situation here? So I, I will be honest. I have not. Uh, I've not had a gut box in probably a, a good minute. I I have, and uh, you, you know what? Double fries is you, you can't argue with it. Um, but I do like coleslaw, so I don't understand the 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 slander of the slaw uh, and it's within your title and i can't even believe like guthrie's allows you guys to slander their slaw like that i mean it's it's really good but no i mean look um gut box you can't go wrong after two o'clock in the morning it tastes even better so um i apologize for the first time i'm on your show i just want to i was just jogging so like I don't even look the part. I look like a mess in my uh, oh, childhood. Look at Richie with his drunk Brady shirt. Like you're totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think you can see. Can you guys see behind me? I'm actually uh, I'm visiting my my parents' house. So this is my childhood room that I'm sitting in. That yes. they have. Uh, that every parent, you know, when their kid leaves, they convert into like an office slash storage room. Um, so I'm not going to show you that part, <laughs> but you can see the uh, Jimbo Fisher poster from like 2010 and. I think there's like a if I can move the right way and get it to you guys. I don't know how to use my phone, but there's like a baseball poster <laughs> behind me and some uh, some ratchet like Tony Douglas like posters that yes. I thought I could make on Microsoft Word when I was like nine. So uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Masudi childhood room. Uh, this is where a lot of my love for Florida State and listening hey, to Gene Deckerhoff uh, came from. Tony Douglas was a man, so there's no oh, shame yeah. in that. He was. Him and Al Thornton were my two favorite players when I was at Florida State. So oh, yeah. They're still my two favorite, like, of all time. <laughs> Just because, like, when you're younger, like, you hype up those guys. And, and I love some of our recent guys, but those are my those are my top yeah. two. Like, we loved them before. We loved them before yeah. it was cool to like FSU basketball, right? Like, yeah. like we were the OGs. We were at the tuck when we're making NITs, yeah. and then we're excited that we even yeah. got another game past yeah. the regular season. So exactly. now I'm a little older than you guys, but I'm a, like a Tim Pickett Vaughn wafer guy. So oh, same. I was like, I was, I was young when they were playing, no doubt. But uh, FSU basketball will uh, always be tattooed yeah. in my heart. Oh, yeah. So going back to uh, going back to the gut box, the the double fries no slaw. I know that it, the slaw slander. I love that. We got to certainly hashtag it at some point. But when you Make go to Guthrie's, they 
they they legitimately ask you do you want the double fries <laughs> instead of the slaw like they encourage you to not get their coleslaw um we had ryan kelly on a couple of weeks ago and he was just like i like coleslaw like i just gotta say i get but i'm like Coleslaw itself is not fine. Coleslaw from a fried chicken tender place at 2 a.m. Like it's just not soaking up a lot of the alcohol that I'm sure you have in your system if you're going through <laughs> Guthrie's at two in the yeah. morning. Um, so coleslaw on a barbecue sandwich, hot dog, all of this is fine. On the side of chicken tenders, like just give me the extra fries, man, or the bread or something. So uh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of double fries, I saw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Both locations you can visit 1818 West Tennessee, 2550 North Monroe. Check them out and and slaw slaw slander is always welcome on this show, no matter if Aria likes it or not. So Aria, uh, let's talk about this and then let's 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 do a little bit of looking back and then we'll look ahead here in a moment. But uh Couple of days removed, four days removed from the uh, FSU Notre Dame game. Um, all of us were had really high emotions, obviously coming off of that game. If a loss can feel good, that one felt good. Um, at least certain aspects of it, and just being competitive again, and seeing a team fight again, and seeing a team that didn't quit down three scores in the fourth quarter, um, and then you know had a chance to win with under two minutes to go, and ended up forcing overtime. But uh, thoughts. Uh, thoughts looking back at that game, thoughts on FSU uh, football just in general post Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, I think you can come at it from two different angles, right? I think the the one that you, everyone should have is how can you not be excited after watching that mat, uh, that that contest because Florida State looked light years better than they did last year. Not even just, you know, from a personnel standpoint, which obviously they've gotten better at a, a number of positions, but just from a cohesion standpoint where, you know, last year against Duke, which was the final game, I think FSU ended up playing um, before the season really kind of got shut down um, from, from Florida State side. You started to see that offense click and the rushing attack really take steps forward. Um, and I thought they did that against Notre Dame, who I think yeah. will have a, a solid defense. I, I don't know how good Notre Dame is going to be this year. Uh, I think it's very hard to say in week after just one week. Um, but I do think their defense is, is going to be pretty good. And I think that can be a, a, something Seminole fans can kind of take to the bank. And the Noles really put up – they put up yards. And, and they were do, they, they were hammering chunk plays and uh, standard downs. They were pretty successful and uh, just from a down-to-down basis. I was really pumped. And, and the thing that I think – really had me most excited. I didn't expect Florida State to win. When they went down 38 to 20, you kind of felt like that was the uh, pendulum, right, of where the program has been over the last three years, four years. And old Florida State, I think, would have lost something like 48 to 20 to end that game. I thought Mike Norvell Seminoles, you know, this is really year one for him. I think anyone who tries to judge him on last year, um, it's just not fair because that was year zero uh, in a year that he's really trying to just figure out how to get his message across. This year you had your first off season, and it's clear that they hammered home toughness, fighting, playing for the man next to you. You could tell this team really likes each other a, a lot more than, than some of the teams in the past. Uh, and they fought for each other, coming right down the field and scoring um, to get it to 38-28 um, right at the beginning of that fourth quarter. And the defense didn't wilt. They gave you a chance. And the offense – Guys, the offense was literally a couple of first downs away um, from pulling off a, a major upset um, and really hammering home that momentum. But I am disappointed. I know there's a faction of the fan base that um, 
is is disappointed somewhat because they feel like the chance to win the game was there. And I agree with them. Like Florida State had a chance to win that game because Notre Dame was they were melting down. I mean, they were tired. They were injuries and, and cramping and they were trying to buy time for their their team who clearly looked like um was ready to kind of wilt uh in Tallahassee and so I think it was a missed opportunity to kind of capitalize and really send a message home to the United States and to the recruits that uh Florida State uh is ready uh to make steps to come back but I think they pretty much showed that 99% anyway so yeah. Those are kind of my thoughts uh, on a macro level. Yeah, no, it would have been – I mean, you're right. I mean, it was right there kind of for the taking and, and you know, it's the old Dennis Green quote, you know, you let him get away, right? And and so um, yeah, yeah. It, it was so, so close. But like you said, like it really was, you know, both sides of the ball really. You know, like not only the offense go down and score every time they had the ball just, you know, start the fourth quarter, the defense did not – the defense got to stop every single time, even the even in the overtime, right? Like they didn't allow a first down there, and and they made a long field goal and, and won, or medium to long field goal and won. But the defense didn't give up even then, right in the fourth quarter, and seemed to get better as the game went along. Um, so, okay, massive opportunity for Florida State to have stolen one there and, and add one to the win total. Uh, do you feel better? Again, kind of a macro um, level. Do you feel better about? an FSU win total. I don't know what you had them at before the season. I'm sure you had them losing that Notre Dame game. And so still lost the game. You probably predicted them to lose, but do you feel better about them from a total win perspective or too early to tell? Yeah. You know, I think cautiously I'm optimistic that it's going to be better than we all thought, just because I say that it's week one, right? So it's really, again, it's really hard to know if Notre Dame played C game and FSU played like first half against North Carolina last year type of game. Uh, and just couldn't capitalize. Or if Florida State goes out and beats Wake Forest in a couple of weeks, I think I feel a lot more comfortable saying, all right, so FSU is probably going to win more games than, than we thought. So um, I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic, but I think I'm waiting to see um, at least – I mean, Jacksonville State, I don't think we're going to learn anything from that other than seeing some new faces. But uh, Wake Forest, I, I think, is the next opportunity to really – make any type of real judgment on what Florida state will have this year in 2021. Richie, I know you're big into the, uh, the FPI ESPN percentage rankings. We are a slight and about as slight as you can get 51%. We have shifted to a slight favorite over wake forest in that game. So uh, it was a coin flip before it's essentially a coin flip. Now I think it was like 46 or 48 before, but um, yeah, the way we played on Sunday, I think that uh, people have taken notice if you look at all of the FPI power index, like the um, percentages to win each game, it says we'll lose to North Carolina, but we'll win the rest and go into Clemson at five and two. And I think if you can go into Clemson at five and two, that's a massive win. You're basically looking for one more win out of your last four to, to find a bowl. Your last four being uh, Miami, NC State, BC, and Florida. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think people are taking notice and, you know, a little bit to do with how bad Louisville looked on Monday night and, Thinking that Syracuse probably isn't very good either, but uh, so you, you mentioned this, and I'll let, let you. Let me this. stop you real quick, TJ. I'm not a big believer in ESPN's FPI at all. We, we, we reference it, it a lot on this show. We, we look at it and reference it. I, I'd much prefer Bill Conley's SP Plus. Um, I, I think that I think the ESPN kind of takes a lazy way, and they do kind of not to say they're bad, but I, I, I think you know the SP Plus. But what's up with Bill Conley having it behind a paywall this year? Like he's never done that before. That that's pretty ridiculous. 
Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel better about Wake Forest. I still think that's a game to watch. You know, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. And, uh, you know, obviously Jacksonville State, I think we all think we take care of business. Last year was a bit rocky. But um, yeah, I, in week one, overreactions are in full effect, right, guys? Like, it, that's one of those things where we see games week one and then by week four, like, whoa, what? How did that happen in week one? But I think that's the case here. I don't know if it's that's the case with Florida State Notre Dame, but it definitely could be. Remember, Texas is back after they beat Notre Dame. Like, was that was that Tessator? I think it was Tessator on the call. I think it was the <laughs> night. That Texas Texas the night before. Back. Yeah, it was the night before we played Ole Miss, if I remember correctly. You're right. I remember watching you that in Orlando right. at the hotel room, like kind of half out of it. But uh, Texas is back, and then where they go six and six that year, <laughs> you know, just something terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. what? Okay. Tough to break down or preview Jacksonville State from a Jacksonville State perspective, which which we, you know, last week we had a, a Notre Dame writer on, right, to talk about Notre Dame in depth. I don't know that this game is is much to do with with Jacksonville State as much as what we want to see out of us. Um, if you if you had three, I'm put you on the spot here. If you had three kind of takeaways from from what you want to see in this Jacksonville State game outside of staying healthy and not quitting stuff like that, but like. What position groups, what players, what 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 are you kind of looking at um, from this game from a Florida State perspective? Three is kind of a random number. Like, just if you had a couple of points, that's fine too. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. I'll try. I'll try to get to three. Um, I think for sure the whole fan base is curious uh, as to how the offensive line will shape out uh, this season. And I'd like to see going up against a Jacksonville State team that I think you should be able to to at least physically handle them. Um, I am optimistic, by the way, on this offensive line's run blocking. They they are really, um, whether it's individually or, or what they've schemed up to kind of have, you know, pin down blocks and, and and combo blocks on people, Florida State schemed some pretty good stuff uh, against Notre Dame. So I'm very confident that the run blocking will be improved. But the pass blocking still seems suspect. Uh, um, Jordan Travis is internal clock, obviously, seems to be way too fast already. Um, think that, um, so I'd like to kind of just in, in pass block th- this weekend. I want Jacksonville State to have three and a half, four sacks as a team. And uh, that, that that would be worrisome um, because you're going to play much better defensive lines going forward. Um, the secondary, I, I felt like for the most part, and I don't know if you guys have been able to go back and, and watch the whole game through yet and, and, and do your, you know, I know you guys do some film breakdowns and, and whatnot throughout, but um the DBs were in position for most of the night. I, I thought the secondary had a couple of moments where they were maybe a half step off, but for the most part, they were there and they just got beat. And, and I'd like to see this week the, the DBs rebound um, because I thought the D line was freaking outstanding. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, Florida State's defensive line, this is the best D line they've had in a while. Um, so, you know, I, I want to see the DBs, uh, the O line, uh, and then position group to watch i mean how can you not name quarterback right like what is fsu going to do to divvy up those shares is mckenzie milton a hundred percent you know healthy enough to be able to get more snaps um can we see chubba purdy maybe this weekend that would be kind of kind of cool to kind of see the progress that he's made uh jordan travis you know we'll see if he can rebound from uh, i thought he wasn't terrible against notre dame but especially early in that in that game like he he kind of struggled and missed some things so um, I would say it's those, like those three, I think it's really what everyone's three is, right? Like O-line, quarterback, secondary. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we had a question come in on Facebook. Have you heard anything about Jordan Travis being listed questionable this game? I'd imagine he plays unless he just truly can't. But it, have you heard anything there, thoughts around him playing or not playing? So, you know, without, like, giving people, like, what the coaches and stuff have, have said, I mean, I've heard some things, but uh, I don't believe that it's serious. I do think he'll get snaps this weekend. Um, they've got a lot of things that they've got to figure out, um, whether that's how many snaps to give either quarterback, how do you use Milton and um, Travis together, because it still seems like that's the best combo going forward is you got to have Jordan Travis play right he's too electric with his legs um but Mackenzie Milton <laughs> what he showed you in the one drive like immediately when he came on is that he stays in the pocket he has the ability to make reads his eyes shift you know from one quadrant of the field to the next um and he just kind of is a gamer like the kid's a gamer and so you have to play him um if he's healthy and ready to go every night and then you know um, Chubba, I really want to see Chubba. I, I still believe Chubba's like the first quarterback recruit that Norvell really like signed. Like that was his guy. So um, he's also battled so much adversity in his career already in the short time that he's been here. So um, I do respect Travis to play at least get some snaps, but how how many snaps? I, I'm not sure because again, Jacksonville State, you should be okay um, winning that game. God, I'd hope so, right? Yeah, this this isn't the Jacksonville State of like 2010 where they have like more five stars than half of the SEC on the roster that just didn't work out at their respective programs. Uh, but it, it should be an easy win. And uh, Aria, I'm with you in the fact that I want Chubba in a perfect world. Jordan gets, you know, three series coming out and then we get McKenzie two series. We get to the halftime up, you know, 31 to three. I want Chubba get the whole second half because everyone's saying we need both quarterbacks this year. I think we're going to need a third one at some point because we know Jordan Travis, especially the way he runs the ball. It, it, I'm not saying he's injury prone, but he has a, injury, a history of injuries. And McKenzie Milton just doesn't look like he's ready to take every snap of every game this year when he's on the sideline with the massage gun before he even comes into the game. I do think Chubba's going to play a significant role at some point this year. And it, it's so unique that Florida State is in that position where you have two quarterbacks you feel good with, one you feel could be the future. I won't mention the guy that started against Jacksonville State last year because that was a disaster. But I, I truly think we're going to need all three at some point this year. And I think getting Chubba some reps this week is necessary. And if we're in a point where we can't get it, it's concerning. Yeah, and I'd also like to – a perfect world sees, you know uh, – more quarterbacks used, right? Like, like a Tate, like you want, you want to see everybody get time. I would like to see walk-ons getting snaps in the fourth quarter. I mean, Jacksonville state, they were projected to be pretty good in the FCS this year. And then they got thumped by UAB. Who's not amazing. Uh, not very good. And it was like 30, what? 31, nothing, 34, nothing. And yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So Jacksonville state should not pose the same threat i think that is their quarterback uh is it cooper from from clemson the old clemson yeah, QB? Still cooper, yeah. okay yeah and so this fsu team should be pretty familiar with them like you just played the last year you have game tape um so i mean we should you remember last year were we weren't we sweating at one point yeah, uh, like 21 to 14 at the half i think okay, uh jackson yeah. stay in the lead that's the game <laughs> okay. that Tate started and then travis came back and kind of switched things around for us yeah so i, I really don't want to repeat in any form 
uh, not even in the first quarter of so re- of being real quick, here. Aria. I want to read you uh, uh, some box score numbers from Jacksonville State last week. So uh, Zarek Cooper was 17 to 34, 88 yards, 2.6 yards an attempt. Um, Let's go straight to the team stats where it gets even uglier. Jacksonville State had nine first downs, two for 13 on third down, 154 passing yards as a team. Um, No, excuse me. Yes. And then 66 rushing yards, just 24 minutes of possession. They, they were dominated. Like it wasn't even close. And UAB, I think they're a solid team. Um, and and I think they're they're in for rude awakening this weekend. But Jacksonville State typically in you know the the mid to early 2010s, you know, they upset Ole Miss, they upset, I think they upset or came close to upsetting Auburn. They were a team they, they were the original last chance shoe, right? All these guys, Ryan Perlu, five-star from LSU, started yeah. against Florida State in Doke. In 2009, they had another five-star defensive tackle. I think it was Torrey Davis or something. They used to get players. This is not the team. But those numbers alone, I'm going to be disappointed if it's not a, a blowout. I don't want to see a 31-17 to 17 type game. Yeah, completely agree, boys. Uh, I feel comfortable knowing that in the trenches, Florida State should dominate, right? Both sides, right? O-line should be able to churn out five, six yards per carry. Uh, for those running backs and and, and Jordan, uh, you know, if, if Travis plays and, and can get some snaps, we'll see how many rush yards he adds. But uh, D-line should absolutely abuse Jacksonville State's O-line. Like that that should be Jermaine Johnson, two sacks by halftime. Florida State should rack up five sacks, six sacks, maybe more, and, and double digits tackles for loss. So I feel FSU, I feel comfortable with how Florida State will control the line of scrimmage on both sides, which is why I actually do believe you know, th- this shouldn't be um, much of a stressful game um, for the Knowles. And you get a, a primetime 8 o'clock game under the lights. So if there's any, you know, let- opportunity for a letdown, I-, I think that should help with the sold-out student section too. Is the ACC network in Tallahassee now? Like, I keep seeing mixed reviews. It is, it isn't? I don't know. <laughs> I, I What we were told was that there was a mistake made by ESPN. They latched the wrong thing to the wrong alternate channel. Um, but they remain confident that they're going to have a deal soon. Uh, so sooner rather than later, um, they're hoping, I think, by the, you know, I think they're hoping for football season, but definitely by the turn of the new year. I, I think Comcast and, and ACC Network can feel pretty confident about where so, they're at, but so, not so quite what yet. Do, what do Florida State fans in Tallahassee have to do this week? Do they have to steal some uh, a friend's streaming login or just go to, you know, I'm not going to say a website. Go but to the game. Go to the game. Well, that, that's, that's what they can do. They can get, get tickets for $10 on yeah. StubHub. Go if, to the game. Yeah, well, that's true. If you're in Tallahassee <laughs> and you're mad that you can't watch no on sympathy. TV, you should go to the game. That That's a fact. But, but what about Florida State fans outside of the, you know, Tallahassee market? What are their options other than illegal streaming it? Yeah, well, I mean – seven day trial on like YouTube TV. Um, there you go. Yeah. I've done yeah. that. I did that like 10 times before. <laughs> actually, email. I ended up, to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I created like, I created Gmail accounts for it, but like, um, I have a YouTube TV account now. So like, I actually love it. YouTube TV is fantastic. There you go. Um, I'm pretty sure direct TV carries it or go to a bar, they you do. know, go, yeah. go to your local yeah. bar, um, local, uh, sports bar. Go to Madso or a restaurant and, and all of them usually have it. Go to Madso, man. Of course. They do a great job. Benton Township was popping this past weekend. Yeah, right? it was. It was. We went there for brunch on Saturday morning. And, you know, the the my favorite thing about Madso is um the difference in 
the brunch crowd and then like the 11 p.m. crowd. <laughs> they're they're in there playing like all the 70s yeah. and 80s music. And my wife's like, man, this playlist is great. And I was like, yeah, well, you wouldn't say that if we came back at 11, you know, past our <laughs> bedtime. So anyway, um, all right, we do a um, all right, we do an over under segment. We'll have you join us for that. And then we'll have you um, talk a little NFL Knowles, a little Bucks Cowboys, which starts here in a minute. Sure. And then we'll get you out of here. Um, before we do that, these are so weird for these like terrible games, but have you given a score prediction yet? I mean, if you release that somewhere like on the Osceola and you don't want to give that out just yet, nobody listens to this, so still do it anyway. But uh, talk to us about a score prediction for this game. Yeah, I don't mind telling you. I mean, look, uh, games like this, like giving an exact score prediction, it could be like a range, right? Because yeah. who knows? Uh, if Florida State gets up like like 35 nothing at halftime, is Norvell going to continue, you know, going to the, you know, to the attack in the air? Or is he just going to run the ball all fourth quarter? And, you know, it's just weird. These games are really hard to like put points on. But, I mean, I think Florida State should easily score in the 40s. Um, in this one, I would expect into the 50s if it was me. Um, and you'd like to see Jacksonville State get 10 or less to me. Maybe like a garbage time touchdown. If you got beat on one drive early or whatever, um, I don't want to see Jacksonville State with like 17 to 24 points or anything like that. Um, so, I don't know, 50, 52, 10. Is that fair? I think it's fair. I think so. I think so. Richie, what you got? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, and I'm still scarred as a student that was in school when Florida State played Miami on like – Labor Day Monday all the time and had a quick turnaround against an inferior opponent and they never showed up. So Florida State, you know, uh, on one less day rest, Jacksonville State played, I think, Wednesday uh, last week and not since. It might have been Thursday. So they, they have more rest. It's not going to be the same atmosphere as the Notre Dame game. Can this team, you know, still – they're not going to play to the level they played Sunday. Let's just be honest. But can they get close to that level? I'm not sure. I still think Jacksonville State this year – Typically a pretty solid program at their FCS level. This year, they're just bad. Uh, I got Florida State 42 to 13. I think a lot of that is Mike Norvell tries to shut things out on halftime because I think he knows how important this Wake Forest game is. He does not want to take any chances getting anybody hurt. As soon as he feels this game is in control, he's going to say, all right, let, let's get these young guys in. Let's see what they have to do. Um, I think if Norvell wanted to, it he could push like 63 to 10. But again, I think this week the goal is just to get the win, stay healthy, and get ready for Wake Forest. So 42-13, Florida State. Oh, man. I uh, I predicted this score before the season, and I'm going to stick with it. And so hopefully Ari doesn't hate me, and hopefully I'm wrong. i like us to win 41-24. to um, But I'm going to say that be two bad. of the – I'm going to say that at one point it was like 41 to 10. And then they scored a couple of late touchdowns just like apps. Like that's the way that I'm going to get to that score. Like Aria said, it is so tough to predict this. Um, there was a year we all thought we were going to lose to Clemson by 60. And then they kind of pulled the dogs off, you know, midway through the third. And I think they only scored 42 on us and won the national title. So like games like this are just so tough to break the score, yeah. but that's what I had before the season. So I just don't want to leave it just yet. Like I want to see how, how far I can get into this with keeping my uh, score going. I, I would like to think that it's, you know, 41 to 14, 41 to 17, um, 48 to 17, something more like that. But I'll say they score a couple of garbage time touchdowns, um, make it a little closer than it should have been, but still a, a fairly comfortable win for FSU 41 
to 24. Um, okay. We have, this is my new favorite segment. It was my favorite segment last year because I won it and Richie finished last. Um, <clears throat> so, um, we have a, uh, price picks app that Richie and Harlan and I, and a bunch of other people signed up for last week. Um, our prize picks code is no slaw. They are a daily fantasy app legal here in Florida. Cause it's not gambling. Um, they will deposit up to a hundred percent. Uh, they'll deposit a hundred percent of up to a hundred dollar deposit. So if you deposit 50, they'll give you 50. If they, you deposit a hundred, they'll give you a hundred. If you do one Oh one, they'll give you a hundred. So, uh, daily fantasy simplified. You can pick anywhere from two to five players and an over under on them. We're going to pick some straight off of their app tonight. Um, just like last week, if you just pick the opposite of Richie's, you'll probably make money. Um, you can pick the over on Mackenzie Milton's passing yards and the under on Jay Sean Corbin's touchdowns. You could pick the over on Tom Brady's passing yards and the under on Dak Prescott's, but you can mix and match sports. You can mix and match leagues. You can mix and match teams and games. It is just you versus the projected numbers. So go download the prize picks app enter code. No slaw, no spaces in that. No slaw N O S L A W. The slaw slander continues and sign up for the prize picks app. It was a lot of fun. I, uh, man, Deandre Swift, like I don't want to, I don't want $200, but I took the over on 75 and a half and he rushed for 74 yards. I lost my half a yard. He was in every one of my bets. I, you know, so I, I took it slow TJ. I, I, I only bet the Florida state or I only uh, did the over under for the Florida state game. I did Kyron Williams under 98 yards. That was, I'm, I was a little hesitant in that first and that hit like, I think he had 42 yards and then I had Keyshawn held over three receptions. He had four. This is my first time doing this app and this betting. So I was a little cautious. I only bet $15 on it, but I won 45 bucks just off that. So I, I, I'm, I have not bet or not picked any over-unders for uh, the Bucks cowboys but I got my eye on Brady passing yards, uh, Zach, or excuse me, not Zach, Dak rushing yards tonight. I, I'm definitely getting some action tonight on some Bucks cowboys over-under as soon as we hop off this. But I, I'm really – I'm liking this app, and I know our producer Harlan – said he's addicted to it already i'm glad that uh, you're getting some action tonight as you just stated so um <laughs> get, before you get any action uh give us the picks for this week and we'll see if me and aria can beat you all right so so we'll go to the first one and, and like tj said we have one florida state one but because they're kind of late getting fps versus fcs uh picks up on the app and there'll be a lot more come saturday i'm sure but the only florida state option we had today was mckenzie milton 194.5 passing yards. Guys, I'm hammering this under. I don't think he gets the reps. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that number is super high. I mean, he'll come out and start and play the whole game because, you know, Vegas always knows best and he'll throw <laughs> for 250. But, uh, yeah, I like the under. I don't think he ta- – I, I think he, like you said, two, three, four drives at most. And so, yeah. throwing 50 yards a drive, I'm probably not. I'll, I'll go under here. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. If it, if it was any other game, right, you would say he would have to probably be in there a little bit more. But, yeah, yeah I'll go under as well. All right, well, we'll go to the next one. So let, let's look at the big game tonight, Tampa Bay. Or, no, never mind. We are going all uh, Knowles and the pros on these last four. Well, three Knowles and the pros, and then a Mike Norvell special kind of thrown at the end there. But Jameis Winston, QB1 in New Orleans. 
against Green Bay in Jacksonville. Just a weird situation. Obviously, our prayers are with everybody in New Orleans because that, that's going to take a while for them to recover. But Jameis, 259.5 passing yards. Let me go to Aria first on this one. Say that number one more time. 259.5. I'm going to go over, and it's because they're going to have to throw in that game. Um, I just think it's going to be uh, – Rodgers is going to put some points up. So um, it's and also a neutral site. So, like, yeah. who, who knows? Those tend to end up having some points. So um, I'm going to go over because he's going to have to throw. Um. Yeah, over. I've never, I've never taken a Jameis Winston under ever. This could be 400 yards, and I go Jameis Winston over. Like you know, yeah, it could be interceptions too. I'd probably go over, but yeah, inter, you know, 100 percent over. Yards were never the issue for Jameis, right? I'm going over, right? And now that he has LASIK. One of those interceptions might turn into a 60 yard touchdown. So uh, we got three overs on that one. We'll start with TJ on this next one. Dalvin Cook against Cincinnati, 94 and a half rushing yards over or under. That line set well. I mean, obviously they're they're you know they're not in the business to, to set bad lines. Um Cincinnati's not a great defensive team. Um I like the over here. You know, if they if they're playing Pittsburgh or even Cleveland, it, it might be a little tougher, but Cincinnati's the worst team in that division for a reason. You know, they're they're gonna get plenty of reps. They'll probably be up and trying to run kind of the clock out. Uh yeah, I like the over here. Talk myself into it pretty easily. What do you think, Aria? Uh are they playing? You said at Cincinnati or at home? Um, I know they're playing against Cincinnati. I'm not sure if they're uh, in the dome or the great uh live radio in preparation by myself here. No, that that's totally okay. <laughs> I will I will go slightly under. At Cincinnati. At Cincinnati. Yeah, so I, again, I'll, I'll go slightly under just because I think, you know, the Bengals will be a little revved up. Um, but also because I also don't think he's going to get the number of carries in week one um, that he might. And if you guys think it's going to be a blowout, you know, that, that makes me feel even more like he's going to get yeah. not the carries that he needs to get over 94. So I'll go slightly under. I think he'll be in like the, you know, low 80s to high 80s with a touchdown or two. But um, I'll go slightly under. Yeah, I think this line comes entirely down to does he break a like a 40-yard run or not? Because if he does, he's going to hit the over. Mm -hmm. If not, he won't. Week one, I, I'm really hesitant on NFL running backs, especially as someone who's pretty invested in fantasy and does a lot of that. I, I'm, I got to lean under. It would not surprise wow, me. Sorry, you guys over. hate Dalvin. Brutal. All that he it, did for us. It, it would not surprise <laughs> me if he hits the over, but I think I think the odds would suggest to take the under here. And the last one, we got a daily double, as Kenny Delbingham would said. Oh, we got one more after this, but a daily double for Dalvin Lines. Uh 21 and a half receiving yards. I'm gonna take the over. One screen on a third and 17. Maybe the they blitz everybody and we bust it open. I'm just gonna bank on that. Over All right, you go well. next. Yeah. Yeah, over. Um, I think he's gonna. I think he'll be in the 30s with the receiving yards. So, when I look just really, really quickly, um, in 2020, he had 44 receptions. So that's two and a half a game. Um, yards per reception were like 8.2. So he's gonna be right. I mean, they basically have just hit that number. That 24. <laughs> so. Um, I'll take the under here. I'll probably go over two on these. He'll get 93 yards and 26 uh, receiving yards, but I'll go under on this one just because I right. think that unless he breaks a big screen, I think that 
he'll go under. I mean, since he's so bad, man, he could get yeah. both of them pretty easily. <laughs> and our uh, our last one before we wrap this show up, uh, Antonio Gibson, not a Nolan the pro, but a Mike Norvell running back in the pro. Over under 57 and a half rushing yards against the Los Angeles Chargers. I, You know what? After seeing how Florida State dominated the ground game and just de- emasculated Notre Dame and said, we're going to rush for 200 more yards than you guys. I'm not questioning his running backs. I'm going to say Antonio Gibson gets 58 or more yards on the ground. What do you guys think? Over. I'm going to go over. I think he's a stud. Yeah. I need to make up ground for uh, other things that I picked. I'll take on <laughs> just purely, uh, purely there to uh, to try and get on the other side of it. Okay, tell us about this. Um, we talked. To, I mean, obviously, all our over unders. You do a lot with kind of the nulls and the pros. Um, talk to us about you know who is just going to have a breakout year for FSU on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I think we all know that Dalvin. You know, stays healthy. He's going to have a great year. I think we all think that you know Jalen will probably have a great year because he just always does. Um, Jameis probably get a lot of yards. Um, but who is your who are your defensive guys that you kind of look at and say like, man, this guy could could have a massive type year? I'm really excited to see how Asante Samuel does like in year one. Like I, I he's already in preseason, impressed so many people. Yeah. Um, you know, got the starting job, yeah. Yeah, I want to see Derwin get healthy um, because we all know what, what Derwin can do um, no. when he's fully healthy. And, and maybe, you know, it could be soon that we see Derwin, the Derwin James that everybody saw uh, at Florida State. So those are the two biggest names. But, um, yeah, I've got kind of a, a West Coast vibe going with, with with those two. I'm excited for a couple of defensive ends. I really want to see Burns and Sweat. Like, I, I mean, Burns is just an absolute monster in Carolina. Like, I don't – I don't really worry about the Panthers too much as a as a Bucks guy or as a you know Jameis supporter, uh, but he is a monster. Like he is just absolutely ridiculous. And then Josh Sweats look good um, as well. But Brian Burns is pretty nasty. Richie, who are you keeping an eye out for? Uh, shout out Hampson Azardine, named starter for New York. That that was pretty cool. Six round draft pick. And you talk about DBU. You get him in the sixth round, and he's going to start for you right away. That 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 holds some weight. Um, and shout out Devontae Freeman picked up by the Ravens today because they, all of their running backs have torn their ACL. So they, they need some help. Uh, Devontae Freeman, you get him cheap. That's that's a value pickup. So I'm excited. It's weird because when I was in the college, there weren't a whole lot of nulls in the pros. But right now there are. So it, it's exciting. I'm happy. I, I got an email from DirecTV today saying I, I get free uh, Sunday NFL ticket this year. Uh, I will be watching all the nulls and cannot wait for it. Um, prayers up to Devonte too. Like I don't know that I'd want to go up there after all. This. Like, what do they put in the water up in Baltimore? Yeah, what's going like, on with that practice field? <laughs> so, um, all right, last thing, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Bucks Cowboys tonight. I mean, if you're listening to this tomorrow morning, this talk is already irrelevant. But if you're watching this live, I guess it still kind of matters. Uh, Bucks Cowboys tonight. Ari, you can go first. Any thoughts around that game? Uh, and and does Tampa Bay repeat this year? Whew. Yeah, that's Asking a loaded a, one. A very different question. <laughs> yeah, very loaded. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so I'm interested to see, you know, Dak and, and Zeke back out there um, doing yeah. their thing. Um, the, the receiving core in Dallas, I think, is pretty strong. Uh, I'm really excited about them. 
Um, Cowboys are such a tease, right? Like every year, every year they're supposed to be back and every year they're Since not. 96. And, yeah. Right. So it's like one of these years is going to happen where it's just, it works out. Um, I do like the Bucks though. It, tonight, I, I think um, they're still so loaded, <laughs> uh, but I don't think they repeat. There's, I don't have a reason why. I, I just think it's really hard to go back to back. And I didn't think they were the best team in the NFL last year. So um, they made a nice run, uh, and, and you know that's part of postseasons, right? Is to make a run and, and be the best team for those couple of weeks, and they were. And Tom Brady is the goat. I'm going to give him that. But uh, it's hard to do that again, and yeah. for many reasons, the NFL has so many good teams this season. And I will say no that they don't repeat. I actually don't think they'll even get back to the Super Bowl. I'll even go that far. I do think that uh, if the Bucks don't make the NFC Championship game, the the season is is kind of a failure, right? Not failure is tough, right? Because we're so like winner go home type mentality. But um, yeah, like I, I'd say the the expectation is at least the uh, NFC Championship game, and they they probably do need to get back to the Super Bowl, and uh, you know, but yeah, Kansas City is going to be better this year. I mean, Green Bay is always going to be there. It'll be interesting to see what the Rams do. Um, there are other teams in the AFC that if they were to get there, it'd be interesting, but, uh, you know, the most likely matchup I saw by five thirty-eight is the chiefs versus, uh, chiefs versus bucks, which would be a, uh, a fun one to see, uh, again, I, I wonder if we could keep them out of the yeah, end zone again, the, the Pro- probably not, but, um, but the last person to repeat was Brady, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Right. So we'll see, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if you're giving me the bucks or the field, like I'll take the field because yeah. my odds are a lot better that way. Richie, I know you think the bucks repeat and do it easily um, in route to a 21 0 um, season. W- what are your thoughts around no, the so, game and the, the so, season? So I'm with you guys. If I'm taking the bucks or the field, I'm taking the field, right? That, that's smart money. Right. But if I'm taking, if I can only pick one team to win it, I don't see a team I would pick other than Tampa Bay you got to think those first few weeks again with COVID and everything going on. It it wasn't so after Florida or Florida State after Tampa Bay played the Chiefs in the regular season when Tom Brady kind of went to Bruce Arians and said, "Hey, let me run my offense in the coordination with your offense," and they were a different team the rest of the way. And that defense, it, I mean, it's the first time in the modern era that a Super Bowl champion has returned all twenty-two starters, and you will never see that again probably because. People, they win a Super Bowl. They're like, all right, I'm going to cash in now and go get paid. Um, again, if I had to pick any one team, it's the Bucks. If it's Bucks versus Field, I'm taking the Field for tonight. I'm taking the Bucks. I'm thinking it'll look a little sloppy week one, something like 31 to 23. Yeah, and go back to Aria's point. Aria, I did have one more thing for you, and then we'll really go. But we're at 42 minutes. And I told you 45, so we got two more minutes, so it's all good. Um, I uh. I agree with Aria. For a large part of the year last year, the Bucs were not the best team. And, and even really in the playoffs, now in the Super Bowl, they were definitely the best team. But even in the playoffs, I didn't think they were the best team. I thought that, you know, the, they they really benefited from a lot of, you know, Drew Brees having a noodle arm and and that tight end turning the ball over. But they were, they were on the ropes against the Saints. And then even in that Packers game when Brady on three straight drives – if you'd have told me that in the second half Brady was going to throw three straight interceptions to the Packers, I probably Richie just went to the bathroom, turned his camera off. Um, just wanted to make sure everybody knew that since he couldn't hold it for two more minutes. But uh, even against the Packers, you know, if you'd have told me that that Brady was going to throw three straight interceptions, I, I probably would have not taken the the Bucks there. So, all right, last thing, Ari, and then I really will get you out. Um, 
thoughts on Jameis and, and the season, you know, as the uh, noted Jameis Winston Homer on this podcast, I, I feel like I have to ask everybody about this thoughts on Jameis's season and uh, kind of what he'll, what he'll look like. Will he kind of clean up some of the turnover stuff? What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, we actually did uh, this past week uh, on the video board, Knowles and the pros. It was, uh, it was Jameis, very heavy Jameis themed um, uh, in, in that game against Notre Dame, but he had a great preseason. I think he's learned a lot on the cerebral side of things from Drew Brees. Um, I think, you know, being out of the game, kind of the way that he was will help him. Um, and we'll see how much the, uh, the LASIK surgery, like will actually, you know, make a difference, but more than anything, I think he's learned how to minimize risk, right. And, and kind of just figure out when to take those shots and that, look, we know you're supremely talented, but you can't make every throw into triple coverage and sometimes taking the sacks. Okay. And taking a, a small loss is fine when you have the explosive ability that you have um, with the receiving corpse and, and then with your arms. So I think he's going to have a strong year. I, I think the saints make the playoffs. I, I really do. So we'll see. Yeah. I had the bucks winning the division, but I do think the saints win the playoff or uh, make the playoffs. They kind of get screwed because they won the division. So they have to play the other division winners, the way the NFL schedule works. Both times the bucks have won the Super Bowl, not won the division. So that's um, Bruce Arians thinking smart. Like I don't want to no, play. We don't, we winner. don't get nah, mute him. Harlan. We don't give Bruce Arians any credit on this show. Um, that's but, fair. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> um, no, I, I do. I think he has, I mean, you, I think you even saw that in the preseason, you know, like he just kind of made some decisions that were just like, yeah, we'll just throw the ball away here. No big deal. And and he never did that in Tampa. So, um, you know, Arya Masudi, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, where can people find you? Where can people find your work? You do about a million things up there in Tallahassee, so you don't have to list all of them. But tell us, tell us a little about, you know, where people can find you, where they can find your work, what you do, and uh, we'll wrap up and get out of here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Osceola is is where I'm still. Uh, helping out here and there, uh, doing a lot of stuff, you know, with Florida State and the video boards. And so if you're at the games, um, you'll see me up there. Uh, ACC Network Extra, doing a lot of games in Tallahassee. You know, I'm calling, like you said, DJ Soccer, and, and I do some baseball. And I hosted Pro Day this past year for football um, and that show. So I stay busy as I can. I've dabbled now into the soccer world a lot, so I'm, I'm calling professional soccer. Um, for those of you who are, who are big soccer fans um, and those of you who, who are NWSL fans, if you love women's soccer, uh, I'm, I'm starting to call some of those as well. So I, again, I stay busy. I'm trying to continue to grind uh, to kind of get to that top and then make Florida state and its fan base proud and as an alumni. So uh, I do appreciate you guys having me. It's always fun to talk ball with you boys. Um, and uh, yeah, anytime you want to have me back, I'm, I'm available. Cool. Well, we, we definitely appreciate it. Like I said, when I tuned into that first game against AM, and I was like, Oh, let's go. Cause Ari was on it. And, <laughs> Some great calls. I, Emily just actually scored a penalty kick as we're as we're talking right now. They're up two nothing, and then uh, volleyball's up two sets to one against Georgia. So it's kind of fun to follow um, really all of the sports. I mean, I know football is is really what a lot of people tune into, but uh, some great great sports teams and, and athletic programs at Florida State, and uh, it is it is fun to hear you call uh, quite a few of them and, and some different things that happen. So thanks for hanging out, man. We appreciate it. We'll let you go and. Uh, yeah, we won't let you be a stranger, man. We'll get you back on here soon. Absolutely. Yeah, and no, the one final team I got to shout out, they'll get mad at me if I don't. You guys are big uh, Sue Semerau, Brooke Wyckoff. Uh, oh, yeah. Basketball fans. Love them. I'm, I'm contracted to do their radio, so I, I don't know how I didn't mention that. I, I do play-by-play for, for radio for them um, for all so, 35 or so games of their season. So, so, so All right, real quick. Like I I got to the same early, 
And uh, for the game Sunday, I, I'm walking down the steps and like, I look over, I'm like, oh, there's Sue. Oh, that's Brooke right with her. And I have my wife with me. So yeah. go. I don't know if you follow my Twitter, Instagram, go check it out. Cause I, I got a picture with coach Sue and coach Brooke in, in the, uh, uh, in the section there. And the coolest part was my wife told me afterwards, cause we've had Brooke uh, and Sue on the pod before. Um, but as I was turning around, Brooke goes to my wife. She's like, I love your husband. I'm like, that just made my day entirely <laughs> awesome because she, she follows the show and, yeah, Sue and Brooke, we are huge advocates of both of them here on this podcast. Richie's trying to yeah, plug no his doubt. Instagram. They're, they're awesome. Richie's trying to plug his Instagram or Twitter. He's a terrible follower. I didn't like, even already, the Yeah, like don't, don't, don't follow. I'm him, not trying so. to plug it. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I barely um, post on Instagram. So, Aria, thank you so much for hanging out. Um, right, we'll see you up in Tallahassee soon, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. All right, TJ, Richie, Harlan. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Yes, sir. Arya Masudi of the Osceola, also play-by-play for uh, FSU soccer, FSU women's basketball. I've heard him kind of pitch in on some other things too. He he's a yeah. uh, um, he's a good. Uh, I don't even know what you call it, Hunter. You need to upgrade your uh, your picture there on the bottom. I don't know why that's not picking <laughs> up there, but uh, he's a good switch hitter. I don't know, whatever. It fills in when people aren't there. Substitute on uh, something. I was trying to think of a better word than that. So anyway, all right, that's the show. I don't think we have much else. I got to do another show before this Bucks game starts. I, I think we should run out of here. You got any shout outs before we go? Um, yeah, shout out Guthrie's and Big Canna Brewery uh, that both sponsored our token this past weekend. We had a blast, and uh, you know we couldn't do a lot of what we do without them, especially Guthrie's. Huge shout out to them, the best chicken tenders on the planet. Dude, those Guthrie's chicken tenders stayed. They brought some warmers. Yeah, they opened the lid so that it didn't get condensation in there. They did a fantastic job yeah. of making they, sure they that knew what they were doing. Day yeah. one. That, they knew that chicken exactly stayed crispy the entire day. Yeah. I was kind of worried about it getting kind of soggy. Oh, God. Well, like our girl Sky said, y'all. it tailgates. It tailgates. Shout out Sky, who was the life of the party. I'm excited <laughs> for next week because I know what she's reviewing. Y'all are going to love that too. And my guess is that that one will tailgate. But anyway, excited for uh, for that. Um Obviously, go check out Prize Picks. Download that app. Bet on this uh, place. You're not supposed to say bet. Play some uh, some picks on the uh, Bucks Cowboys game. I don't know that I like the over on Brady's yardage. I just think I don't think I think they're I think they're. I'll probably hit it because I just said that. I like the over. I didn't see passing touchdowns in the uh, in the quarterback thing. So anyway, I'll check it out. Um, Richie just texted to do a patriotic song for uh, for 9-11 here. Um, let's do um, – you got any suggestions on that? Are you just saying it? God bless the USA. Will that offend people, or can we still play that? No, I, I think that's perfectly fine. And I, like I said, it's it's the 20th anniversary, obviously a, a terrible day. Like, we were both super young. I think I was in eighth grade or sixth grade. Six, yeah. So you were in sixth grade. I was in eighth grade. Yeah, it was – you know, and I'm pretty cool. And I hate to give the University of Florida any credit at all. But I saw the uniforms that they're wearing this weekend. They are phenomenal. The helmets look amazing. I hope Florida State brings back the the spear with the veterans logo for the weekend. You know, it's it's an important day in our history, and I just want to you know honor the country. I think that's important. I agree. Good stuff there. Um, we'll play that one. Harlan, proud of me. Or uh, God bless the USA. Lee Greenwood, take us out. Let's beat Jacksonville State, and. Um, Maybe we'll Bucks be at Sunday night or Saturday night for an instant reaction for like five, 10 minutes. I could do that. 
I or can maybe do we'll wait for Wake Forest. We'll see. We'll see. No, no, let's do it. Let's do it. It'll be. All right. I'll, I'll be up and I can do it. So yeah, might as well. We won't be up as late out. as we were last week, so it's all good. So, yeah, all, right. all right, boys. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, go Knowles. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say American, where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land